Welcome to the OSG Connections podcast, the place to hear from people who make OSG better together. I'm your host, Jim Carr. And this episode is the second in a short series in honor of Women's History Month. We're recording this in March 2021, but the lessons and encouragement for female colleagues and everyone at OSG are valuable year-round. We're speaking with several women from across OSG to hear their stories and to gain insights and encouragement from their journeys. Today's conversation is with Dawn Mellis, a Senior Vice President of Client Experience, Paula Kudlinski, Vice President of Healthcare Account Management, Georgina Montalvan, Senior Account Executive, and Susan Jacobs, an SVP Sales and Account Management. In this episode, you'll hear about their varied career paths, stories involving their parents and children, and some terrific words of wisdom and help. Here's our conversation. We have a very fun and interesting episode for you today on the OSG Connections podcast. As part of what we're recording during Women's History Month, we have an not only expert, but fun group of OSG women uh, to talk about their experiences, opportunities, guidance, challenges, all things that I believe all of us across OSG uh, can learn from and be inspired from. Our guests today include Don Mellis, who is a SVP of Client Experience. Don, can you say hello? So we'll get your voice on here. Hello, Jim. Hello. Uh, next is Paula Kudlinski, who is a VP in Healthcare Account Management. Paula, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Georgina Montalvan is a senior account executive. Uh, Georgina, hello to you today. Jen, how are you doing? Well, we are terrific. And Susan Jacobs is an SVP of sales and account management. Susan, welcome to you as well. Thanks, Jim. Excited to be here. Uh, well, we're excited to have you. It's a uh, Still, this podcast is a, a new thing, um, but what a wonderful time and a wonderful topic to be together. Uh, Susan, since I introduced you last, perhaps I can begin with you. And what we'd like to hear from everyone is really just a sense of your experience of, of how you came to OSG. And then we'll, we'll talk later among all of us about challenges, opportunities, guidance, just words of wisdom and encouragement that you might have uh, for your female colleagues specifically, but really for everyone across OSG. Uh, Susan, what brought you into OSG? What attracted you to it? What's your path like? So Jim, I'm a, a relative newcomer here. I've been at o OSG since July of 2020, so less than a year. Um, was really excited about the opportunity, but I have seen a tremendous amount of change even from since the time that I, I started here. Um, what attracted me, I was in the publishing industry for the last 20 plus years with Tribune Publishing. Um, and so really um, aligned with some of the challenges, I would say, as well as opportunities that OSG was facing, right? Looking at uh, many different business units that were working in siloed environments, but this vision, right, of something bigger, of all of us coming together, right, better together, um, how we could create something new and engaging. So that's what really attracted me. Also the people, right? Everyone I met with had a passion for the organization and were excited about where the organization's headed. And so for me, when I look at an organization, really being aligned with their vision, 
that they're looking forward instead of backward, and then really understanding and relating to the people and feeling that I could have a good connection with with my colleagues and and the culture that they um, offered at OSG. Terrific. Dawn, let's uh, let's speak with you and get your perspective. Uh, I believe you or uh, came into the OSG umbrella through a company that was acquired a few years ago. Is that correct? Correct. About three years ago, um, the organization Diamond out of Carroll Stream, Illinois, was acquired by OSG. And since that time, it'll now be 18 years in July that I've been with the organization, counting those three years, um, have held various roles, um, which has been exciting for me because I've been able to do various things, not only at the originating company, but within the OSG corporate role also. How have you found that experience of now three plus years at OSG? You know, it's been good because when you come from a, you know, smaller organization and then you're acquired, you never know what's going to happen. And being able to continue to see my path grow with the company and just know that I can keep moving forward has been very positive for me. Paula, what has been your experience? What was the path that brought you into the OSG orbit? And what has that experience been like for you? So like Dawn, I was part of that acquisition as well um, into OSG. But prior to that, my whole background is in healthcare. So I spent 20 plus years um, in the health. What excited me about the acquisition is that it gave us more of a perspective and a broader look at what we can do in the healthcare industry. And there was a lot of opportunity because OSG already was in healthcare. So it was exciting to see all the new products we were able to sell and what we can bring to our customers. And just to follow up on that, Paula, I mean, when when one is acquired or you're part of a company that's acquired into another, a bigger organization, there can be some anxiety if not outright dread about that. What's that going to be like? It said you were excited about that opportunity. I was, you know, it, it always change is sometimes difficult, right? It's challenging and you've got to work with new people. I was just really fortunate to have the same great team when we were acquired. Dawn, was, Dawn and I worked together in the Carol Stream office, but I also love that I got to meet new people, people who really brought a lot of things into perspective again and how we can upsell to our customers and be able to be competitive in the marketplace was really critical for that path. Thank you. And Georgina, you're, a, uh, as we mentioned, a senior account executive. Uh, what's been uh, your path uh, prior to OSG and at OSG? Well, OSG actually, when, when it was NCP, because NCP was acquired by OSG, actually approached me and said they were looking for someone that was bilingual to cover Puerto Rico. And the idea of that was challenging to me because the last time I'd spoken Spanish in a job was when I was 22, which was, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, and in as much as I talk to my mom on a day-to-day basis in Spanish, it's different to have to use it in a job. So I love the idea of being challenged like that. And also it scared me a little bit. And I was in this place in my life where I wanted to do things that kind of frightened me a little bit. So I looked at it as kind of this idea and challenge to myself to kind of get out of my comfort zone of what I knew and go into something that I was kind of unsure of. And it's it's been a great decision. It was an amazing decision to come over. How long ago was that decision? 
July 28th, 2019. So, but who's counting? Susan, let's go back to you because you had a successful career in uh, the publishing world before coming to OSG less than a year ago. At least from the outside, the publishing world has appeared to be rather male dominated. And I'm curious for our listeners as well of what was that like? How did you navigate that environment and and how has that uh, played into what you find now at OSG? You know, that's a great question, Jim, and I appreciate you um, throwing that one to me. I did come from publishing was extremely male dominated. You know, I don't think I've all, I ever felt like there was a ceiling. I, I probably took it a little bit more as, as, as a challenge. I think as females, you know, some, some advice I'd offer, I think you have to be confident in yourself, right? And I, have, I think you have to exude confidence in what you do. I think many females play more of a nurturing role and sometimes just perceive themselves to take on more maybe administrative tasks. I also think sometimes they're afraid to voice their opinion in meetings. And I've always looked and and I would, you know, encourage, you know, everyone that's listening to really think about, you know, your voice is important, right? The organization, right? Put you into the role they are because they believe in you, because they want your opinion. So I always challenge people, right? Share your ideas, right? Your ideas are as, not just as important as every male in the room, but I look at it as your ideas are important as every ever, other individual in that room. And whether it's all men and just you, your opinion is important, right? And so feel confident in yourself. And I think when you exude that confidence, you gain the respect of everyone else that's in that room, whether it be male or female. And I, I think that's, that is the biggest piece of advice I'd like to leave, right? Don't view as I'm one female with a group of men. I'm one individual in a group of people, and my voice matters. Dawn, I'd like to pose that to you as well. I, I seem to recall you and I spoke a few days prior to uh, to this conversation. You have certainly give the impression of someone that's been very proactive about your path and, and setting goals and following up on those. So in your, if I recall right, 18 years in total, how has that been for you? What's been that path and how have you navigated it? From a female standpoint, I would echo everything that Susan said, because I think you're just another individual in the room. Gender is irrelevant because if you are the one who's offering to get someone coffee or make that copy or go and do that for someone, then that is the tone that you're setting. So if you go in there knowing you're an equal with the others in the room, you can hold your own in any situation and make sure that you're carrying on that voice. So 100% agree with what Susan has said. And with that, I took on roles that weren't necessarily handled by females in the past, whether it was running a facility, taking a job that I had never done before, that I said, well, let me give it a shot. I think it's worth it. Sure, I can run that fulfillment facility for three years, even though I've never done fulfillment in my life, or taking on a different role of just like, you know, completely in operation. So it's really just saying, what are my abilities? Continue to push yourself. And whether you're the only female in the room or you're in a room with all females, it's the same thing no matter what. You can still be as successful. Paula, I'm curious, you have a deep experience in healthcare. And what is, what's the world of healthcare? What, and uh, how has it been? Has that evolved, uh, particularly in terms of opportunities for women and how, how you've found that environment here within OSG? So great question. And I just want to echo what Susan and, and Dawn said. And I love some of the words that they were using. 
In healthcare, though, you know, I love this word nurturing, right? Because there are a lot of women in healthcare that play significant roles in the leadership role within the healthcare industry. So I never really had any challenges there um, when it comes to having to be, you know, fighting for a role. And I think the word that really came out to me when Susan was speaking and Dawn is being confident, right? Standing up for yourself, believing in yourself. And I think a lot of that for me comes from raising two special needs children where I really had a fight for a lot of things, uh, being a woman in that particular way. But from a business perspective, I never had that challenge. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to be that servant leader and to be able to walk in a room and have that confidence and just and to stand up for myself. And OSG is great about that. And I think that they promote women in that way and they give you that opportunity. Paula, if I may follow up on that with having uh, two special needs children, as always, whether male or female, you're going to have different roles in, uh, as a spouse or partner, or as a parent, as a child, maybe of, of older parents, of other people who need you and depend upon you. But that would also seem to be a special challenge for uh, you, that. That takes a lot of time and presence. So how has that part of your role as a parent to special needs children, how have you been able to, to carve out the right time, the right attention, the right energy for that. And, and you're right, Jim, it does take a, a, just take a lot of time and a lot of patience. And I think that um, that's important to me that I understand that role. If you're a male or female, father, mother, we're all equal when it comes to taking care of our special need children or even our own children. But, you know, during COVID, it's been very challenging, right? Because kids couldn't go back to school and having a special needs child where they need a lot of help and having them at home during that time, my whole work-life balance had to change because of that. And still changing, still changing. And it is challenging, but it's really rewarding. I think that my children really made me the person that I am today. Georgina, you mentioned uh, a moment ago when you were talking about the, uh, a new role and a new challenge that OSG presented of that you spoke Spanish to your mother. That was some experience that you were going to need to really polish that up and build <laughs> upon that. Could you talk a bit about what has been your family and home relationships and how, how has that played into your work and, and your just being a complete person uh, through OSG? I'm first generation Cuban and I revel, revel in that because I, I know the journey that my parents took to get here and I know how hard they worked and I know what they left. And so it's something that I'm incredibly proud of and it's something that I tout at every opportunity that I can. And I talk to my son about it all the time that they left a really bad situation so that they could have a better life for their kids. And so for me, being successful is just an homage to them. It's just kind of me saying, you did all this stuff for us. And I am going to go to whatever lengths I can to make you proud of me to show you that it was so worth it. Because it was just such a struggle for them to leave there and such a struggle when they got here. But it's so interesting. I always say this about my father and my father passed 18 months ago. But he was this amazing, amazing man that left a situation that was horrible where he could have been killed, honestly, and came to this country and ended up being like 
the lead engineer for Plant Vogel. He designed this really cool tunnel for this roller coaster in Los Angeles. I mean, he did all these things. And, and I always say it's in the words of Lin-Manuel Miranda, immigrants, we get the job done. So it's just this whole that I can use, this thing that I didn't think I could really use, that I thought was kind of this, I don't know, Spanish was like something we had to speak in the house and it was felt like a chore. But now that it's like integrated in my work life, it's such a gift. So I have a whole new respect for it. And Georgina, I'd like to follow up on that. The example from your father and you have a son now, was that a conversation? Did your father talk to you a lot about work? Did you ask him about it? And how do you speak to your son explicitly about work and and where you think that fits in? What's interesting is my father never really discussed his work with us. He was the most humble man I've ever met in my life. And when I did his eulogy, I had to research a lot of things about him to kind of create my own timeline of his life. And I learned all these things. Like I didn't know he had designed that tunnel for that ride at Knott's Berry Farm. I had no idea that it was in doing all this research that I kind of relearned him because to him, you just provided for your family. It wasn't, you didn't discuss working and discuss that sort of thing. With my son though, because he's a boy and and it's one of those things where I love when he says, you know, mommy, I'm proud of you. Mommy, you know, you're going to do really well today. And those little things show that I've kind of showed him that I always say like women can do anything that men can do. We can. And I show him, I show him with my job. I show him with how I train. I show him with everything that I try to do in my life. That is, uh, that's wonderful. Susan, I'd like to come back to you because uh, your path, having uh, had a successful uh, long segment of your of a career before coming to OSG, you're still within that that first year. Uh, and I, I think for all of you, I'd love to discuss a bit about what you believe is the current environment for your female colleagues and the opportunities they have, both formal and informal, of ways to learn from one another and support one another. Susan, could you describe for us what that was like? Have you found a network of women and perhaps men to help you kind of navigate that way and the opportunities that you see? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I found OSG to be extremely welcoming, you know, and I will point out one of my colleagues on this call, which is Don Mellis. She's been a wonderful um, advocate for me in the organization, Cindy Greenglass as well, Dennis Doobie. So I have found a network. I found anyone that I reach out to is always willing to help. And I, I think that's really important for people to know, right? I think sometimes people, I, I talk to my kids a lot about this, right? A lot of people don't want to ask for help, right? They think help asking for help is a sign of weakness. And I think we really need to change that. I, I think this is a culture where if you need help, right? I think Ken really inspires that, right? He wants to help people. He wants to help the organization. That's the culture I think that we have here. So I would encourage, you know, I, I've, that's the culture that um, has welcomed me here. And that's the culture we want to create. And I would just encourage everyone here, right? If you need help, reach out, you know, find your network. And if you're having trouble doing that, reach out to your your advisor, right? And, and ask them who they might pair you with. You know, we want to create a mentoring program here as well. So it's been a wel- very welcoming experience. Well, thank you. And Dawn, uh, what a great intro and a cheerleading for you. <laughs> so let's go to you next in terms of what you see, if um, uh, whether it be a, a new colleague or someone maybe who's been around a while and is trying to figure her next path or her next step. What do you see as the opportunities and the places to go for help? 
So I love that question, Jim, because I love being that point of contact for people, whether it's someone who's new to the company, who's been here for a long time, or just, you know, the next generation of individuals that are coming up into to take over our roles, because that's what, you know, what we want. So I love that I can go to anyone on the leadership team, you know, including the individuals on this phone to ask questions that I may have, but also to be that support for the individuals in the organization, both male and female. It's not uncommon that I will have touch bases with individuals that aren't on my team. They have no connection to the department that I'm going, but maybe they're not sure what their path should be. So it's helping them talk through what they like, what they don't like, or really just talk about them taking that leap of faith in that new position that I think everyone on this podcast has done at some point in our career. And really to tell them, as long as you work hard and you're you know, consistent in how you perform, you'll do well. And I will tell you 99% of the time they do. So it's also, I think, important that the younger females in the company have the role models of all of us because they need to know that how do they conduct themselves? How do they make sure that they're the individual in the room and not the female in the room? And they're seeing that by our actions day to day, in addition to the one-on-one contact that we have with them. And Paula, let's come back around to you. Uh, similar question. Uh, you have a great experience. I'm sure for a number of people around OSG, you are one of those role models. What do you find to be the network, again, whether it's more formal and certain resources and tools or, or less formal uh, in terms of a network of connections, what is, what is available for your, uh, particularly your female colleagues today? It's a little bit of both, but I, I do want to shout out to, to Dawn and she's probably, you know, going to be looking at me right now, but she, I find Dawn and, and Susan both, but I've known Dawn for a long time. She is truly a servant leader. And these are the women in our organization that look up to her and she's a great mentor and, and she's helped me in my career here where I feel that now I'm sharing that gift with the women that are on my team um, and and mentoring them so that they could be part of this great organization and the leadership team. Because to be honest, Jim, you know, I'm, I'm old and it's, it's time for me to really think about (laughs) retiring soon. And I want to leave a really great legacy of what I know about healthcare and what the women and men in this organization have done to, to get me to this place. So I think this is really a great organization to be in. And I, I just, I want to, I want to be that servant leader as, as Dawn is, as Susan is, and Georgina. I, I think it's really great that the organization's really counting on us to do that. One of the things that we're going to be doing as a regular part of this podcast is doing shout outs, even for people who are not necessarily being interviewed on on the podcast. But so thank you. You've already, uh, Dawn, you have uh, already been the recipient now of shout outs within the episode. So congratulations (laughs) on that. Thank Um, you. We're going to go around, if we may, a final brief word from each of you. We'll start with you, Susan, just whether you have a word of encouragement, guidance, challenge for your colleagues, particularly female colleagues within OSG, of things that you think they ought to consider or keep in mind or do. My words of wisdom are nothing is impossible, right? And I think it's really important to have a goal, right? 
you are in charge of your own destiny, right? And I heard Don talk a little bit about that earlier, right? Chart out the path that you want, that you think you want to take and own that path and then find the resources within the organization to help you, right? We all hit, you know, walls along the way, right? But you are capable, you are, anything is possible, right? If you put your mind to it. And so that's, I just like to leave people to know that, you know, you are empowered, you're charged with your own destiny and nothing is too big for you. Thank you. Georgina, how about for you? A word or words of encouragement, challenge, uh, what should be a takeaway from this? I always go back to this quote that I have and it says, and I see this in this organization all the time. It says, be the kind of woman who fixes another woman's crown without telling the world that it was crooked. And I always look at that. And I know that whenever I have reached out to any of my colleagues, women, male, female, I have always gotten a response back. And these women that are on this podcast with me are women that I really admire. Paula, because she's in a similar you know, role but I've also seen her success. But I also realized that when I reach out to her and ask for help, she immediately responds and immediately comes back to me and gives me what I need or finds a way to find facilitate me in some capacity. I know that if I add Dawn's name to an email, the level of reverence that that gets is something that I aspire to have one day. The, the level of we have to respond to that because Dawn was now copied is just amazing to me. It's amazing to me. And Susan, I've just watched her kind of be such a cheerleader for this company and watch its inception and just kind of make me really just kind of go, this is so great. Like we can really do this. So, but I do echo what Susan said, find a path. And if there isn't one there, create it yourself. I mean, there's no, the only limits you have are the ones that you set on yourself. That's the only limits. That's wonderful. Georgina, uh, Paula, how about for you? Words of uh, of wisdom, encouragement, challenge. It's uh, it's your floor. So I think you need to be true to yourself. You really have to love and be passionate about what you do, and that's part of being successful. You know, I always tell my daughter, who is my special Olympian. You know, she's got a lot of great gold medals hanging on on her wall, and she's competing in a man's world, let me tell you. So a lot of those special needs athletes are men. And so she's determined to beat them. But I always tell her it's not always about winning or being on the top. It's how you play the game and how much you love doing that, that makes you the person you are. And I'm very proud of her that she's, she's accomplishing all those things I mean, I, I'm just amazed at her every day, Jim, that what, what she does. That is inspiring itself. Um, and we, we have to end on our words of wisdom with Dawn. Uh, and after all of those shout outs within the episode, <laughs> uh, we are expecting a lot, Dawn. <laughs> what are your words? So much pressure. Um, you know, I would say three things. The first one is don't be afraid to go out of your comfort zone. Just because you've never done something before doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it. The second thing is be willing to be visible. Sometimes you're going to take a role and you might be afraid that it's something new and people might see if you're not perfect at it. That's okay. You're also going to be seen as the person who tried and more often than not succeeded. The last thing would be don't be afraid to ask for what you want. If there's a position that you don't have today, but you want to be in, 
ask for that position because you can't expect people to know what you want if they don't know what that is. So be willing to ask for it. Be willing to go out of your comfort zone and be willing to be in the spotlight. And I will tell you that that's very much how I followed uh, my career, how I did what I did over the years. And I'm very thankful that I did. It wasn't always easy, but it always paid off. Such great personal stories, such, uh, great words of encouragement. Just like to thank you all, Susan, Georgina, Paula, and Dawn. Uh, thank you for joining us here on one of these early episodes of the OSG Connections podcast. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. This podcast is a brand new venture designed to serve you and everyone across OSG. We want to hear what you think about this episode and what you would like to hear in the future. Which topics are most interesting to you? Which people would you like to hear from and who has a story worth sharing? In future episodes, we'll also be including shout outs and acknowledgements from you. So if there's someone you know deserving a shout out, even if they aren't being interviewed on the OSG Connections podcast, then by all means, let us know and we will let all of OSG know. For any of those reasons, send your email to podcast at osgconnect.com. If you haven't done so already, then please subscribe, push that button. That means that each new episode will be automatically downloaded into your podcast player. So you won't even have to think about it and you can listen on your schedule. Thanks for joining us, spreading the word and making connections.